Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be a simple plan for success. So I've got an email here from a guy, and what he's always typically done is he tends to work for several years, save up a bunch of money, then he gets burned out, quits his job, and he lives off his savings for several years. And then once he gets he runs out of money, he goes back to work, earns a bunch of money, and then the process starts all over again. So he's, he's always done programming, I guess computer programming, and he's kind of at a crossroads. He really has a passion for music and performing and dancing and singing, and that's really the direction he wants to go. And he just really doesn't have any internal enthusiasm for going back into programming and earning a living. So he wants to be able to maintain his lifestyle, but he's also thinking, you know what? Let's just burn the boats and go for what I really want and I'll sacrifice my lifestyle until I get to where I really want to be. So for anybody that's considering a career change or starting a business on the side, or maybe you're just starting out, maybe you're at the beginning of your career, the idea is that you wanna do things in a, that'll keep you in a peaceful, relaxed, and balanced state, because I've done both. I've done where I've quit my job or got out of a business that I was in and started moving in a new direction with no source of income other than savings. And I've also built businesses on the side while I continued to work for somebody else. So I have a lot of experience in this area because I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. And one of my first mentors taught me, and this was when I was in my early 20s, this guy was a very wealthy real estate investor and he had a bunch of companies that he owned. And one of the things he taught me is to always know your downside. What is your downside risk if your best laid plans don't work out? What's your plan B? What's your plan C? You have to figure that, especially like when it comes to risking money, you never want to risk more than you can afford to lose. So with that in mind, I got a quote that I wrote on this topic and I'm gonna go through his email because he brings up a, a good point because a lot of people, you know, typically most people, they get to their midlife and they have their midlife crisis, if you will. Like a lot of them that started out having kids in their 20s, the kids have gone off to college and then they're, they look at their spouse and they're like, we don't have anything in common and they end up leaving, they become single, maybe they change careers, maybe the guy grows his hair out, he goes out and gets himself a motorcycle or a sports car because it's like you get, you get, I mean, quite frankly, you get to be in your 40s, you start looking around, it's like, wow, I mean, on average, it's kind of like half the journey is over that I've been on and really, when you think about it, like for me personally, I just turned 46 a few weeks ago and you know, when I look at those things, I had a, a girl, one of my girlfriends, she was into Buddhism, she was a really cool chick. She said, you got to think about your death and what you're going to do with your life up until that moment comes along. And it was interesting because most of us, they don't, we don't want to think about that. But the reality is we're all living in bodies that someday are going to die. And while right now, while you still have time to do something with your life, what are you going to do with it? How do you want to spend it? Especially knowing that someday, I mean, everything you build, everybody you love, eventually is going to turn to dust. That's reality. So really when you think about it, the only thing you can really do with your life is to give it away, if you will. Like Wayne Dyer said, find a way to be of service to other people. Find a way to enjoy your life. I mean at the end of the day, the whole purpose of life is 
You're here to enjoy it. So let's go through this quote and then we'll get into this guy's email. And the quote says, success is a process, not an overnight phenomenon. When you start a job, change careers, start a business, or realize what you really want to do with your life, purpose, and mission, you often may have to do things you hate for many years until you reach a level of competency and success doing what you love where you can finally spend your life in your own way. The reality is that succeeding at your wildest goals and dreams are at a minimum a decade or more long process. The purpose of life is to enjoy it. You will always do your best work when you are in a peaceful and relaxed state. Therefore, you should find a way to earn a living and have an enjoyable lifestyle while you work on the side building what you really want to create and master. One of the things I like to do when I'm not working is I love to learn. I'm always reading stuff and if I'm watching TV, I'm usually typically watching a documentary on some famous successful person so I can pick out little nuggets here and there. And One of the people I've seen some documentaries on the past couple weeks is George Harrison who was also one of the Beatles. And what's inter- interesting is like I see this a- across the board no matter who I study, whether it's Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, or you look at the Beatles, or like anybody that you think is like a huge success, every single one of them, a minimum of a decade to figure out their business model across the board. So when you start doing something that you really have a passion for, you have to assume ahead of time, it's going to take me 10 years. Like where this guy is at, he really wants to start singing and performing. And I don't know how much he's actually done of that in his life but at the end of the day if he's just starting out now he's got to expect that it's going to take 10 years of his life to get there i mean i've had i've been a lifelong entrepreneur and like when i look back at when i started my first real estate investing company buying and fixing single family homes for a profit and later multifamily and commercial real estate i mean i i figured out what i wanted to do when i was 18 and so I was 26 and I had a lot of experience. I went to college. I worked for three different construction companies before I was able to quit my job and work full time in it. So that took me eight years just to get to that point where I had started the company. And year nine and 10, I got my real estate license and then my real estate broker license. And, I, and when you, and like, at least in Florida, when you get your real estate salesperson's license, you have to go hang it with somebody who is a real estate broker and work under them, if you will, for at least a year. So I did that and I went to work for the company that I was buying my properties from while I continued to build my foreclosure business on the side. And then a year and a half later, a couple of the guys that I met at this company, we all left together when we had learned all the ins and outs of that business. In other words, they had been in business for seven years by the time we got to work there and they were just now starting to hit their stride. So why go out and try to reinvent the wheel when you go work for somebody like that Learn what works, learn what doesn't work, and you can gain the experience of all the failures that they went through and all the things that didn't work just by working for somebody like that. No matter what field you want to go in, there's always somebody that's really successful at it that you can either apprentice with or – I'll give you an example. I'm in the process of recording my audiobook. We're about halfway through it. I should be done in another – couple of weeks and it should be out in a few months and I'll let you know when it's ready. But what's interesting is at the studio, 
there's always three or four guys there that are interns. I mean these guys aren't getting paid nothing. They come in, they clean the floors, they clean the bathrooms and what they really want to do is they want to be an engineer. They want to sit in, in the editing booth and, when, and work in, sound, in a sound studio and work with people. And So these guys are willing to go and work for free because their passion is music and they want to be able to work in the background if you will and just produce music. And so these guys, they're working jobs outside of what they're doing because they're obviously not getting paid as an intern, but they're getting valuable experience because there's successful people coming through there that they get to interact with. Plus, they get to see what the music industry is like. It's very valuable to do those kinds of things. Because the idea is by learning from other people who already know, you speed up your success. And everybody, when they start out at some, whatever they do in life, Nobody starts out and they're perfect. Everybody starts out as a novice. And it's with time and repetition, applying yourself. Because if you're not going to apply yourself at something you really love and you really enjoy, as soon as things get hard or difficult or you run into your first obstacle or challenge, you're just going to fucking quit and give up and go do something else. And most people, when that kind of event happens, it's so emotionally traumatic that they never take any real risks the rest of their life and they never even come close to reaching their full potential because everybody's in that instant gratification. Hey, Corey, I just want to get laid. I don't care about your fucking book. Just give me the pickup line. I want some pussy. I got to get some pussy and that's all they care about. But the reality is if you want to be successful and you want to maintain that success, there's a lot more to it than just throwing a few clever lines at somebody. And it's the same with anything in life. You really want to become good at something. If you want to master something, you have to apply yourself at it. And if you don't love it, you'll never work hard enough to, to become great at it. So let's go through his email. He says, hi, Corey. First, by, let me start by saying thanking you so much for your work. You have enlightened me beyond description and have helped me surmount difficult times in my life. Well, I appreciate the fact that you can take the things that I've learned and all the struggles I've been through and learn from it and find value in that. That's awesome. I'm currently debating myself on what to do with my life. I've been living a life of working and earning good money, then getting burned out and quitting and living off of my savings for years. Well, that is something that is attainable. In other words, you can do it. You can attain that, save a bunch of money and then quit but it's not sustainable. In other words, you're not putting enough money away to where you don't have to work the rest of your life. The idea is you make enough money to put your money to work for you so the money that you make off the money that you have, you can live off of that. That's what true wealth is. People that are really wealthy, that's, that's what they do with their money. They put it to work for them. They don't go out and buy crap. They buy things that, that pay them dividends. I'm really good at being a Meisner, so this is actually possible for me. Right now, I'm at the broke again, need a job stage. Well, I've done, if you're in that place where you want to get a job or the job you're working at sucks, now here's the way I always approached working for other people. When I was working in the construction industry, I was ex- every place I went to work, I was really excited to work there. But within a year or two, it's like I kind of, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I learned everything that they had to offer me, to teach me, that I could learn from. I 
felt like I hit the ceiling, if you will. And I wasn't interested in sticking around and becoming an owner of the company or becoming an officer. It's just I got to a point where once the internal enthusiasm was gone, in other words, once I was starting to get up and go to work every day and go, oh, God, I don't want to go to work today, I knew it was time to make a change. One of the things that Steve Jobs used to do before he passed away is he used to get up and look in the mirror and he used to say, if today was going to be my last day on earth, would I want to do what I'm about to do today? And he says when the answer was no, too many days in a row, he knew he needed to change something. And so for me, when the enthusiasm was gone, it was time to move on to another job. And then the last company that I worked for, Syntex Rooney, they were the largest builder in the world. They were building the biggest things all over the globe. And I worked on some of the biggest projects that, at the time, the biggest project that the Walt Disney World had ever done, a 300,000 square foot convention center with 2,000 rooms. It was a 150 acre site. It was huge. It was a really cool project and you're dealing with materials from all over the world. But at that point, after I got burned out after about a year or so of that, it's like I knew enough about building in the construction industry and managing and estimating construction costs where it's time to start buying and selling houses. I was fucking ready. I was chomping at the bit. So I did it. I quit my job and I borrowed 50 grand of my credit cards and I fucking went for it. But by February, I left Rooney in – when was that? End of October, early November. And so like around February, I realized that you know, because I had most of that money was I was paying my bills that I still normally had. Plus I had invested most of that money in repair costs and closing costs and stuff when I bought them. So I realized that I needed some kind of source of income to sustain myself. And that's why I decided to talk my way into getting a job at the place that I was buying my properties from so I could learn the ins and outs of the business. Plus, so future properties I bought, I could find them and I could get properties that had bigger profit margins margins in them. The idea was to work smarter, not harder. That's I was always trying to refine and improve my approach. So I was able to do that. And then six months later, or 97 was when I realized it's like, it's time for me to go and that's when I decided to get out of the marriage that I was in because I knew it wasn't right. It was like that whole process I went through from like 1996 and 1997. I just came to the realization that I'd always been doing things that everybody else had told me to do. I said, fuck it. I'm going to do what feels right. I'm going to learn to trust what I feel inside and I'm no longer going to ignore that. And Once I started listening to that inner voice, it's like everything just seemed to fall into place. And like after I left my wife, I was living at my buddy's place and he had a vacant room. I, was, I remember I slept in this room for like a year, year and a half I think it was. It had a four-inch foam mattress on the floor. I had no furniture. I had some stuff hung in the closet and all my clean clothes were like in piles in the room. And I didn't fucking care. I was willing to suffer for it because I had houses I was flipping on my own. Plus I had a company that I was working for and I was learning the business and flipping houses and finding houses for other investors. And I got to learn all the ins and outs of the business. Plus I learned how to sell the houses. Then I learned how to finance the properties to the end users. I learned about the mortgage business. So it's like I got all the pieces of the pie that I could never learn. I mean at least it would have taken me a lot a lot longer if I had tried to learn it all on my own. But by working for these guys, I was able to model their success, look at their business model pick the best parts of it and then when I approached the guys that became my business partners, it's like we were all ready and it just – it worked out magically. But because I took things in a measured 
way. And then, of course, when I got out of real estate and became a full-time life coach, I mean, there, it's like after I got out of the industry, I sold my last house about six months before the real the residential property market just totally started plummeting. And then we had a commercial building. We had a $2.5 million office building with my old business partners. We sold that. It was like a year, year and a half later. And so we literally sold that about six months to a year once it closed before the commercial market started crashing. So it's like everything I sold, it's like I literally sold it at the top of the market. So we got max value and that gave me plenty of money to start my new business. But again, I was living off of savings. I didn't have anything going on the side and it wasn't like I could jump back into the real estate industry. My only other option was to go back in the construction industry if things hadn't work, worked out. But eventually, as I've talked about before, when I got down to my, my last $20,000 in assets, I went and stayed at my dad's place and slept on his couch and I waited tables for about 10 months so I could continue paying my web developers and keep my Google pay-per-click campaigns going so I could figure out, you know, continue to grow my business but get it more and more efficient to where I, it could support me in a great lifestyle. And I'll tell you what, at 39 years old, it wasn't a lot of fun not having extra money. It's like all the money that was coming in was just dumping it right back into my business. But it eventually paid off and here I am today. But if I had to do it all over again, obviously I would have done something. I would have done some things differently, especially like when I got out of real estate. I would have continued to have been in real estate in some way where I could make money. But again, it's like that whole industry just got absolutely devastated. But it's like you live and you learn. So it's like I've been through these things. I know what it's like. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're feeling. And so you want to take – remember, it's like always know your downside. What happens if things don't go the way you expect? Like for me, I figured a year, year and a half, I'll have my new business model figured out and I'll be right back where I was. And it took me several years. It took me four and a half years just to figure out my business model. And it took me about six, seven years before from the time I left real estate until I started making six, multiple six figures in the industry that I, that I, what I do now as a coach. And it's like looking back, I was like, the thing that it's like when you start a business, it's like it always takes you longer, at least two to three times longer to make it succeed than you think it's going to take. And it always ends up taking two to three times as much capital to make it take off. And one of the biggest reasons why most new businesses fail is because they're undercapitalized. People just, they run out of money. They think, oh, I'll figure this out in six months. A business is like a child. You have to feed it. You have to love it. You have to pay attention to it. And if you don't, it fucking misbehaves on you and it'll make your fucking life absolutely miserable. He said, this time around, I have decided I'm going to take care of myself and my life and started delving into my passions, which include music, composing, dancing, and singing. You look at people like Michael Jackson or Justin Bieber. I mean, they started out as kids and they got better with time and repetition. I mean, you look at what Mike, where Michael Jackson got, or you know, like George Harrison of the Beatles. I mean, he was a. I mean, those guys all knew each other: John Lennon, Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney. I mean, all those guys were childhood friends, and they they knew each other from different circles. And you know, they a couple of those guys were in other bands before they ever formed the Beatles. But it's like George Harrison, he was their lead guitarist and he's, I mean, he started playing when he was a kid. But it was like right when he hit 20 is when things really took off. I think he was 16, 17 when he was in the band with the Beatles 
like when he first started playing and they were playing in these small venues. But it's like people don't realize because like in 1964, I think it was when the Ed Sullivan show, that's when like just everything blew up and everybody knew who they were and like Beatlemania took off. They were like the first, you know, they were like the first Justin Bieber, if you will, of their time where everybody knows who they are, at least the younger generation. But I mean it took 10 fucking years of playing in shitty dive joints. And it's like you look at the, the band U2. I mean those guys were the same thing. They were kids and they all knew each other. All four of those guys knew each other and none of them could play. And one of them was like, hey, I want to play the drums. The other one's like, I want to play bass. The other one's like, I want to play guitar. The other one's like, I want to sing. And so they got together and they just said, we're all right, here's our band. And they were horrible. I mean they, they didn't take any formal music. They taught themselves how to play just because they loved it and they had a passion for it. They did it for fun because it's the only thing they wanted to do. But they were kids when they started out doing that. Here you are at this point in your life. Obviously, you're an adult at this point. I think he said he's like 30, 31 years old somewhere in here. But I mean at the end of the day, you don't have that luxury. You don't live with your parents. So the idea is to, to do it in a measured way. Keep I would definitely suggest that you go back into computer programming, what you know how to do, which is I know it's like it's not fun, it's not compelling. I mean I didn't want to – last thing on earth I wanted to do was fucking wait tables at 39 for 10 months. But it was the best thing that I could do, work at night, work two, three days a week and make an extra four or five hundred dollars a week. I was willing to do that so I could continue my coaching practice during the day. I could continue writing and building my website and building everything, everything else that became – you know became part of my business. He says, however, my economic situation is alarming enough that I need money as soon as possible. Well, I've done several articles on how to get any job you want. If you Google Corey Wayne, how to get any job you want, and then you, when you get done with that article in the video, you get down to the bottom, there is a blue link and it, it's the different tags. If you click in that blue link, it'll, I think it's like career or something like that. It will bring up all the other three or four related articles on how to put a powerful resume together. For those of you that may be watching this that are thinking about changing your job, maybe you're just at the point where you know what you're doing now is not what you ultimately want to do but maybe the people you work for are assholes or maybe the pay is not that great. And But you know, you're still five, ten years away from being able to do what you really want to do. Get a better job that pays more, that you like the people you work with because all those things are going to contribute to your happiness. And I mean, you think about it. Most for most people, most of their time is going to be spent at work. And if you're going to spend your time at work and you're you're not liking it or it really sucks, just think about it. just getting a better job where you're making more money and you got new people you're working with. Maybe the culture's a little better. You've improved the quality of your life. And if you improve the quality of your life, just that one aspect, a better job, you're going to be happier. Your your vibration is going to be raised. And guess what? For those of you that are trying to attract members of the opposite sex, that's going to make you more attractive. You're going to be more inclined to go to the gym and eat right and take care of yourself versus saying, ah, fuck it, it's never going to work out for me, so I'm just going to continue eating my McDonald's and my Ben and Jerry's or whatever else that you happen to do. The more you can do things in your life in every area that make you happy, that make you feel good, that make you look good, that give you energy, that help contribute to keeping you in a peaceful and relaxed state, the healthier you're going to be, the happier you're going to be, the more attractive you're going to be, and the sooner 
you're going to get where you want to be because when you're in a peaceful and relaxed state, you make better choices. And your choices, when you make better choices, they bring you closer to your goal versus making choices when you're in a really stressed state or you're fearful. Most of those choices tend to – they'll still get you to where you want to go but it's like you take the long way to get there. The idea is to get there as efficiently and as quickly and as pleasantly and as peacefully as possible with minimum disruption to your life and your lifestyle. While it is plausible that going all in on my newly discovered interest may yield positive results, I really don't want to risk getting in trouble again. So that's an important outcome for you. I've had to literally ask for food before. Eating well, doing healthy activities and taking care of expenses all take money. And I think I'd be really unhappy if I don't have enough to pay for the stuff that I need. That's important to you. There's some, you can tell there's some heart behind that. It's not fun to look at your bank account and go, wow, it's getting smaller and smaller. It's a lot better when your bank account is growing versus when you see it going. It's like it makes you feel like the walls are closing in on you. And that saps your health, happiness, it saps your health, and it saps your will to live. That's not a healthy situation. So do things that are life-affirming. Have a stable source of income. The thing is, what I've been doing for these last 10 years to survive, programming, doesn't appeal to me anymore. But obviously, you're very competent at it. And if you're able to make enough money where you don't have to work for several years, go back into it, make a bunch of money. Instead of working full-time, maybe you just work part-time. Or maybe you work full-time for a couple of years and then you, once you have a good steady job, then you can look for part-time work and you can start backing off. So if the current employer won't allow you to work part-time, then you can find somebody while you keep that job who will be happy with you working part-time and that way you'll have your musical interests and your programming. It, it, the idea is as if this is the job you hate and this is the job you really love, as your income grows from what you love, you can reduce your hours from doing what you hate until eventually what you love is at the top and you don't have to do what you hate any longer. I still find it kind of fun, but it's not attracting me and it's something I'd rather not do anymore. Well, sometimes you have to do something you hate in order to eventually do what you really love. But the important thing is if you're building your career on the side and the music business that you want to be in and the way you want to be in it, that's going to give you a feeling or a sense of making progress and that's the most important thing, even if it's going to take you 10 years to get to where you want to be. My current plan is to keep at my old business, raise some money to maintain my quality of life and then slowly shift towards the things I most enjoy without having to go hungry but some part of my mind keeps ringing the bell that maybe going for what you really want is better and we should sacrifice life quality which is going to go up and down anyway. I would not recommend sacrificing your life quality. It's just a bad way to go and you don't know how long it's going to take for your musical career to take off. And if you're going to be making music and performing, you need to be in a peaceful, relaxed state to be really awesome at that. If you're stressed about money, you're coming from a fearful place and it's going to be really hard to make it. I even think it would be irresponsible of me to put my energy into an unknown territory while my economy crumbles. That's smart. I wouldn't do it. Do you have any advice on it? The idea is to do it in a way where you can take measured steps 
where you can earn a good living while you build your business on the side. You build your music career on the side part-time. And if you focus on that, I mean, then that way you can enjoy your life. You can enjoy the journey of getting to the success that you want. I mean, it's just a matter of time and repetition. If you put the work in, eventually you will be rewarded. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and follow the instructions for booking whichever option for coaching works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.